All right, all right, all right. Counting down in three, two, one. Thanks for checking out this podcast. These guys talk about whatever they want. Two dynamic guys talking about dynamic things for you, a dynamic audience. This is season two of Last Night's Coffee with Chuck and John. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, night shifters of all ages, what is going on? This is Chuck. That's John, the world's youngest Gen Xer. Right here. We are here for another show. Finally. It feels like it's been a while. It does seem like it's been. It's only been seven days. I know, but it just, this was a long week for some reason. It feels like it's been a long time. I was ready to do another show, I think, about Thursday or Friday of last week. Thursday or Friday of last week, I didn't even know we had a show. <laughs> what were you doing last Thursday and Friday? I have no idea. I know last Friday, what did I do Friday? Not thinking about a podcast, huh? No, I was thinking about that Georgia game, but we'll get to that. Oh, yes, we will. Yes, we will. So I just got back from the gas station. Oh yeah, what did you get at the gas station? Well, I got a uh, gas station pizza. Okay. And I got a Pepsi, so I got Pepsi today instead of coffee. But while I was in there, I happened to pick up a Powerball ticket. Oh man, biggest Powerball in history, biggest lottery in history, right? Yes, according to the ticket when I bought it, it was at one point nine billion. That's insane, dude. That's insane. We've already got our uh, culty sack uh, lotto tickets. We've already got our group purchased, um, but we we've got to purchase some individual. Catherine and I uh, still purchase some individual tickets, of course. Well, then, it's too big not to play, right? Right. And if you people say, "Well, you're not going to win," well, if you so why play? Well, if you have that attitude, you're certainly not going to win. Yeah, you absolutely cannot win $1.9 billion if you don't play. You can't catch a fish if you don't have a line in the water. Correct. Correct. And with that kind of money out there, you kind of have to play. I mean, you spend, I spent $6, bought three tickets. So yeah. if I turn $6 into a billion dollars, I mean, dude, come on. Yeah, the walkout has got to be close to $800, $800 million at this point, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's not quite, you know, Elon Musk levels of money, but for me, it would be. Dude, it's still total FU money. Yeah, I mean, I could set my kids and my grandkids up for life. Yeah. And still blow a whole lot. Yeah, absolutely. And still blow more than you could ever imagine. I mean, like, literally, that's so much money. I would like to give it away, some of it away. Of course. To like the church or whatever. You'd be yeah. able to do that. Uh, I heard one of the first things you got to do if you win something like that is set up like a nonprofit for the giving. Yeah. I've always like, w- wanted to set up a nonprofit to uh, help blind driveways. Uh, to help what? Blind driveways. I see these signs for blind driveways, you know, and it's like, man, that's sad. <laughs> My gosh. Come on, man. <laughs> Raise some money. Blind driveway awareness. Yeah, blind driveway awareness, you know. Start a whole campaign about it. That's right. Those poor driveways. Do you or somebody you know have a blind driveway? We can help. (laughs) 
<sighs> Hi, this is Chuck from last night's coffee with Chuck and John. Oh my god! <laughs> I bet that's so good. I bet that's more like a southern thing. Blind driveway. Blind driveway? I'm yeah, sure I, there's very little blind driveways up north. I feel like there's. I I think you're right. I think that's like a southern thing. Like you go to Kansas, they've probably never seen a blind driveway sign. They've probably never seen a blind driveway. Yeah, it probably freaks them out. Like, oh my god, they come down through Georgia, they're like, "There's a blind driveway." What does that even mean? Yeah, yeah, these poor driveways down here suffering. No, but I I would do something. I would do something good with the money. Um, sure. I don't think I could race away eight hundred million dollars. No, but I could try. <laughs> You know, uh, one thing you could do is you could look at your watch. And I th- I really think when you have that kind of money, you can look at your watch and tell your watch what time it's going to be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's when it, you're like, I'm telling you what time it is, watch. I would definitely sponsor a car for Daytona 500. And it would just have my face on it. Just your face? Yes. Do you? Do you think they could de- could design the car like almost in the shape of your head? Well, you know, I don't know. That, well, you got to fit the templates, but you know the 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 graphics would be just my face, just your face. Yeah. What number the, would it be? Oh, uh, you you know, it depends on who you got to sponsor. I'd probably go for the number thirty three car. But if it's just your face, yeah. Like, would your eyeballs be double zeros? Like, would that be your number, double zeros, and your eyeballs are just built into the number? Oh, that could be cool. Right? Right. Of course, across the back panel, it would have the uh, foundation for blind driveway awareness. (laughs) (laughs) With the tiny little sliver of last night's coffee with Chuck and John? Oh, yeah. That would be on there somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere on, like, the tiny little, like, right right around uh, the the lower quarter panel where it get ripped off. Yeah. But then, you know, we get to go to the race as sponsors. That's true. And actually, did you know the sponsors have to pull out, they have to buy an insurance policy? On what? Liability. For? Like, like say, a car goes through the fence into the crowd. And they're sponsored, I, like, sponsored part of the truck hits somebody or a car hits somebody? Right. No, they have to buy insurance for that? Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's weird because they do own that portion of the car. Right. Right. They buy that. Right. So like, oh, I found that out because yeah. uh, Alec Wiki, when he was starting out his career, he didn't get to race in Atlanta because the sponsor didn't have the proper insurance. Oh, man. I had no idea. What an odd rule. But it makes sense. It's just really odd. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think about something like that, but it is kind of strange. Hey, something not on the show notes, and not to be a Debbie Downer here, but, I mean, we did have some news in, in the racing world this, this week. Yeah, uh, Coach Joe Gibbs, uh, he his grandson won the Xfinity Championship, and then that night, Ty Gibbs' dad, Coy, Joe's son, died. 49 years old. Yeah. 49 years old in his sleep. You never know what's going on, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's taking pictures with his son. 
His son just won the Xfinity series, right? Right. I right. mean, you're 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 on cloud nine, super proud of your son, and you go to sleep and don't wake up the next day. And you know, you're sitting here watching this as a fan, like, how come that turd freaking wins? But you don't know what's going on in the background with the work, you know, things mm-hmm. that be. Mm. Yeah, because you told me you're not a big Ty Gibbs fan, right? Not at all. Yeah. But um, yeah, but uh, don't wish that on anybody. That's an awful situation. That's, yeah, that, uh, that interview you showed me with Joey Logano was uh, pretty moving, man. Yeah, when he's you know he's celebrating. He uh, so a little background if you don't know, Joey started off his career with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, and uh, he's doing his interview, and he's all he's just lit up, you know, because he just won a championship for the Cup side. Yeah, huge deal. And then about halfway through, it clicks in with him that uh, that Coy had passed away, and it's just like you could see that for a split second, everything kind of changed. Yeah. Yeah. He was in such a celebration mode. I mean, he was so focused on winning, and then he wins. Um, and, then, and then reality kind of kicked back in, it seemed like, almost, that – Coy had passed, you know. Yeah. And uh wow. It was just a it was just a it was a really powerful interview, you know, just to watch the reaction on his face. I mean, that guy was sincere in everything he said too. Yeah. Very yeah. sincere. Um, did you uh did your time change at your house? Nope, clocks still read the same. Oh, you hadn't set your clocks back yet? Nope. Oh man. Well it's 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 Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the last time I'm ever going to have to set them back? It's the last time you'll ever have to set your clocks back. They uh, passed that into law here in 2022 or 2021. I think 2022. And, uh, yeah, we're done with daylight savings time. That's insane, man. I, I So th- th- it's just a, it's, it's a, it's a strange thing. I don't have an issue with getting rid of it. It's just a strange thing. Like the tradition of changing your clocks. Yeah. And now we're not going to be doing it anymore. When just, do you, just that condition alone is strange to me. Now, when do you check your, uh, your batteries and your fire alarm? Because remember that used to be a camp. You might not remember that. There no. used to be a campaign, uh, set your clocks back or forward and check your batteries and your fire alarm. No. Yeah. No, I don't remember that slogan. I don't remember that little spiel. No. Yep. No, I never heard that one. Uh, how do you feel about it? How do you, how, do you, are you a fan of this ruling? Do you like I, it? Do you care? I, I like it. Uh, I wish it would kind of stayed the other way. Mm, not falling back, but yet spring forward. forward. But we're on the time. Now we're on time with the rest of the world. Right. So the rest of the world did not observe daylight savings time. No, that was more like a England and American thing. It come from either World War One or World War Two. Interesting. Um, they they say it was to help the farmers have more time to to work, but I don't understand that either because I mean the daggum farmers gonna work from sun up to sundown anyway. Yeah, no matter what the clock says. Yeah. And then that farmer's got more work than he's going to do that day anyway. Oh, yeah. uh, 
But it's going to be weird because, like, think about uh, 4th of July fireworks have always started around 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. Now they're going to start around 8. Interesting. Interesting. And Halloween? Yeah, Halloween will be affected. Yep. Be darker quicker? Well, that's if we have Halloween on Halloween Day. Oh, that's true. That was a that was our topic of discussion last week. I did Halloween on Halloween Day last year. Yeah, somebody posted on that same group after Halloween was over there. So, just wondering what day's Thanksgiving gonna be up this year? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Get them wound up. Oh, that's no more awesome. time change. It's over. Yeah, no more time changing, dude. No more times changing. I uh. I guess I can dig it. It's whatever. I don't really care. It wasn't that much of an inconvenience to me, but, you know, I'm not really a guy to get wound up about the time changing. Did you know it caused a lot of heart attacks? What? Yeah. The time change? Time change. Um, and heart attacks are a big uh, correlation between them. You're lying. No, nope, I'm looking it up now. How in the world would those two things have anything to do with each other? Because it messes up people's um, sleep patterns. Sleep patterns, and it causes no. anxiety. I I can't think one hour would cause that much. I mean, yeah. then again, I, I'm just speaking about me. It says. In this uh, 2018 article, that um, people who have heart-related problems, um, you know, can can surf can when the time springs forward, it can bring on a higher chance of having a stroke or a heart attack. That's so strange. Yeah. So. I wonder hey, why. Is it for daylight? Like, what? what's the point here? Well, it's... I don't know why. <sighs> That's a really odd thing. I would I would never think those two... I mean, in a way, but we're only talking about one hour. Like, I can see if we're talking about more than one hour, man. We've gotten soft as a country. My gosh. Well, you know, Rogan talks about how weak we are as human beings. Yes. Compared to the rest of the mammals on the world. Yeah. So I guess that has something to do with it, you know? Man, I can't stand being cold or hot or, you know what I mean? I've, I've just gone too, too, too accustomed to uh, comforts. Yeah. I saw a TikTok. It's pretty dark, but it, it uh, was like, it's like, keep, uh, keep leaving them kids in them 148 degree cars. Eventually, evolution will take over and they'll be able to survive. Oh my gosh, that's so, that's so rough. <laughs> that's so rough. Oh man! But one thing that didn't change this week was uh, Georgia's ability to whoop butt. That's right. That's right. Their ranking changed, and uh, their record stayed undefeated. Yeah. That was a stressful game. I'm not going to lie. The beginning of it was once they got a rhythm going and we could see that they was going to pull a Georgia thing. Yeah. Um, I settled down and watched it. 
um, Jeffrey, my buddy Jeffrey brought over his, he's got a mini like Blackstone. Yeah. He brought that over and we cooked some shrimp and some bratwurst. And right on a little game day feast. Yeah. A little, little, little tailgating on the back porch. Come on somebody. And, uh, I realized that I'm probably not responsible enough to own like one of those type grills. <laughs> How? Why did you learn this? How did you learn this? There's a lot of, you know, you got to season it after you buy it. Mm. And then you got to keep it clean and keep it seasoned. Yes. And that's just so much work. You're just not responsible enough, you don't think, huh? Mm-mm. You don't think you can keep up with the maintenance on a grill? Yeah. Not on that grill. Not on that grill. Like my, I brush down my charcoal grill when I get you know done using it, and then uh, heat it up and brush it down again when I go to use it. And yeah, you know, sure. Pretty standard stuff. Pretty easy maintenance. Right. This ain't like that. No, this is different. I'd be all about it though. I'm so used to using those things from all my experience. Like a flat top grill, man. I've got so much yeah. experience with a flat top grill. It's not even funny. Now the food was freaking awesome. Yes. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, so we did that. We watched the Georgia game. You could almost, it was so loud. You could almost hear this roar coming from the Northeastern part of the state. <laughs> yeah. Did, didn't, wasn't the uh, highest decibel reading ever recorded at this game? That's what I've been reading of about 137 decibels. At, so that's the highest decibel reading at a collegiate football game. Am I that, correct? That's what some people are saying. That's insane, dude. And now, this was like kind of advertised as a game of the dang decade or whatever. Yeah. Uh, freaking ESPN game day was there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a it was a big deal. But, you know, we only have 192,000 seats to make all that noise. How much? Not 192, 92,000 seats. I was about to say, I was yeah. like, uh, I added, added 100,000. <laughs> The Did Vols they fans. add a whole nother stadium to it? Yeah. Um, the, the, the no, but Vol- yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but 92,000 is still a lot of people, but they were just loud that day, bro. Just so loud. They knew. They knew the deal. And and I think I'm kind of with you. I think come the second quarter, we started to realize Kirby's got a plan here, and he is playing it out to perfection. Yes. You know, um, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. That was a huge win for the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm proud of them. And then after that game was over, you had uh, Alabama at LSU, and you had Clemson at Notre Dame. Spank the Buddha! Dude, that overtime win by LSU was freaking amazing. Awesome, man. I love Alabama losing again, getting stomped again. That puts uh that puts LSU in lead in the West. And Clemson getting spanked like that by unranked Notre Dame. Yeah. I was flipping back and forth, man. I had that on. I had uh the uh I had both of those games, the World Series, man. I was just like Yeah, man. There was a lot going on. The World Series too. You're right. Yeah, that game was happening. There was so much happening. I even I sent you a, a thing. The the that college football game. Now it was like some really small colleges, community colleges. It got called at halftime for being 96 to nothing. That's freaking awesome. They just called the game 
at halftime, 96 to nothing. What's the point of playing anymore? Yeah, we're done. You're not coming back from this. I mean, the first quarter, I think at the end of the first quarter, is 57 to nothing. I watched the whole game because there wasn't much to it. <laughs> it was so fast. That first half was so fast. The other team was so dominant. It was insane. Never seen anything like it. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a high school game here in Griffin uh, Saturday night that was seventy one to nothing. Holy smokes! Yeah, Skipstone whooped. Uh, I can't remember. I think Community or something like that. Man, it's, it's got to be so hard to keep playing in that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, you know, like how do you keep playing that game? You don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, but they. I mean, someone had to take the field, right? Yeah, or somebody did they had... forfeit like they did in the college game, or no, did they forfeit think, in the high school game? I don't think they played it out. They might have just let the clock run. Oh, it's just so hard, dude. That what a miserable time watching that clock. How long do you think those thirty, the the second half, those the the last thirty minutes? How long do you think that actually took, like in their minds? Hours. <laughs> they I they mean, just wanted to get out of Griffin. You know what I mean? They're like, dude, we got to get I, done with these people. <laughs> That would probably feel like an entire day, like an at least an entire work shift, just yeah. staring at this clock, and it's only 30 <laughs> minutes. You know what I mean? You've gone through eight hours of extreme stress and anxiety. Yeah. Speaking uh, of somebody who's been going through probably stress and anxiety, Dusty Baker finally gets him a doggone World Series win with the Astros. It's about time. Congratulations, Dusty Baker. I'm not happy about the Houston Astros winning because they're a bunch of freaking cheaters, but I am happy that Dusty Baker got his championship, man. He deserved that World Series for sure. Yeah, he's been he's been at the, he's been at the game a long time. He's been at the game so long that when he started baseball, the high five didn't exist. When you told me about this this morning, I didn't think much of it, but <laughs> along the path of my day, I've thought more and more about this. So let's let our listeners know in 1977. Now, this is one of two main uh, I, uh, uh, instances of the high five coming up to existence. In 1977, Dusty Baker was playing on the L.A. Dodgers. Yep. And he gave a high five to a teammate. Yes, after hitting his 30th home run of the season. And that's apparently the first high five ever recorded. Yes. That's ever recorded. Chuck, put yourself in a world where a high five doesn't exist, bro. I can't because there's I mean, always been a high five in my life. I mean, imagine though. Try to try to imagine. Try to imagine where you've either got handshakes or butt taps yeah what did they do at the like if you were bowling and you got a strike what did they do before the high five was invented those had to be butt slaps again those had to be butt slaps butt slaps okay it had to be right just like baseball and everything yeah it had to be butt slaps football football hadn't gotten away from butt slaps no they they are they are very big on the butt slap (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, it's like it's almost like a cultural thing at at some point. Yeah, which is weird. It's uh moving it over to the NASCAR pit t- pit crews too. Oh, are they butt slapping over in NASCAR now? Yeah, because so many of them come from uh, a lot of the a lot of the tire changers they got now come from D one colleges that did, the players that didn't make it 
to the NFL, but oh. they turn out they make great uh, tire changers. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's a that's a pretty interesting uh, idea. I had never thought about that. So the so the butt slapping have made his way over to the NASCAR man. That's yeah, I, crazy. I noticed that in this race this past weekend, uh, some after a pit stop, <laughs> there was a butt slap. Dude, I had I really started to think about this so much that I had to call my dad because, like you said, you know we've never been alive during a time where there was no high five. Right. So I really wanted the expertise of someone who was alive for a little while before 1977. And that's my father. Yeah. So he was 20 years old in 1977. And so uh, I gave him a call and I said, dad, dad, you ever remember giving a high five before 1977? And of course that catches him totally off guard. (laughs) You know, he's like, I don't know, man, that was 45 years ago. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, no, dad, 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 stop, stop. Think, think about it though. Think if you re- if you had to guess, if you had to take your best guess, do you think you gave a high five before 1977? And do you know what his answer was? What? No, he doesn't think so. He thinks he'd never gave a high five before 1977. So if you hit him with a high five and then the down low, like say mid summer of, uh, 77, you would blow somebody's mind. Dude, blow their mind. Blow their mind. My dad even mentioned, though, while we were on the topic, he was like, yeah, I mean, I remember when we had, like, the first adjustment to handshakes. He was like, and, and then he, what he was talking about was, like, you know, like like an arm wrestling position, like like the brotherhood holding hands, you know? Yeah. He was like, I remember when people started doing that. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, that's strange. That's almost like a precursor to the high five, though, huh? Yeah. Like, you can see it. If you think about it like that, you can see it evolving. Yeah. Isn't that strange? Human interaction. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Person to person. Can you just think about a world where there is only shaking hands and butt slaps? Which one would you be doing? I'd probably be shaking hands. I'm not You're a total butt, butt slapper. slapper. Get out of here. You are a butt slapper. <laughs> Good game. <laughs> You're a butt slapper if I've ever seen one. Um, <laughs> you know who's not a fan of any of it? <laughs> who's that? Fauci. <laughs> yeah. oh, that man. joker, probably in 1977, when he seen that high five, he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> what do you is think this? he's been? Do you think Fauci's been like a sanitation station his entire life? Probably. He kind of looks like a guy who would be though, right? He's so squirrely looking. Yeah. Let let me get my let me get my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if this is racially charged or not, but he does have a humongous nose. And I wonder if that makes him more uh, you know, susceptible to like pathogens. Oh, like well, he's got a bigger air intake, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a jerk here. Like when you got a big nose, you got bigger nostrils. That's, it seems like more surface area for a virus to contact. So he just seems like a germaphobe a little bit. And maybe, yeah. maybe I'm he's not, been a germaphobe his whole life. Well, you know, he's the reason why um, he's the one that told everybody they're basically going to get AIDS from a toilet seat. From a toilet seat? Yeah. I mean, like when AIDS started hitting, he's the reason why, um, he 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 pulled the whole thing, the whole scare tactics on that, like he did with the uh, this past little 
pandemic we had. No, he didn't. Yeah. So that guy, so that guy, he, he works for the lizard people. I would say so. If there was he is thing. total Illuminati. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And if we're lucky, we'll get a daggum COVID sticker on this one. Mm. We will. Don't worry about it. I'm sure. Spotify's <laughs> been listening pretty hard, man. Yeah. Well, you know, AI don't understand comedy. That's true. Why can't, why can't they program it to understand comedy? We are the ones programming it. Yeah, but it's, it takes consciousness. It takes it takes a sense of humor, which requires consciousness. And consciousness is not something artificial intelligence has that we know of yet. Except for that Google one. Except for that Google one we think may have been attaining consciousness. Well, yeah. at least made up a personality, right? Yeah. Like made up a personality for itself. What if they took and used like the personality of just like Pee Wee Herman? Oh my gosh. And that's what determined comedy? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be awful. So all the comedy that gets approved is like Pee Wee Herman-esque? Oh, that would be really weird. I wouldn't enjoy comedy anymore. Yeah, be I like, need more than Pee Wee Herman. I need a lot more uh, diversity than that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Speaking of diversity, the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just keeps getting more and more diverse. Man, you're not lying. In. And this one, I kind of dig. So Eminem was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this week. Yeah, come on. Eminem, Marshall Mather, Slim Shady. Does that make you feel old? Yes. Yeah. Yes, a little bit. Even though I'm not old, like it does make it does make me look back like how is he getting inducted into a Hall of Fame? You know? Well, he's famous. Well, that's true. And that's where you put famous people. Yeah, but he's still performing. He's not that old. Like, I don't know. I think of people like Steven Tyler, whom he performed with. Like that guy totally belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because he's super old, probably only got a handful of shows left in him. You think right? so? I mean, he did sing really well, but you've got to think at some point he's got to lay the microphone down. Yeah. He can't keep getting up there and dancing like that anymore. Yeah. Did you see the Duran Duran performance by any chance? I did not. I was just sitting here looking at the uh, who all went in. Yeah, so Duran Duran went in and they performed their performance. They actually had to restart their performance because the sound was all messed up. Well, that's not good. No, that kind of sucks. Like, they uh, they just stopped. Like, they played, I don't know, for a little bit. And then they stopped. And then, every uh, like, the sound kind of gets fixed or whatever. And he's like, all right, such as rock and roll. And then they start all over again or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, I see. So, so. Eminem went in with Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie. Yeah, talking about diversity, Dolly Parton, man. I, I mean, you know, nine to five is kind of not is more pop than it is country. So uh, I could see where yeah, she probably yeah. Um, she's got that influence in there. But she is a country artist, which she, is why she originally declined. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if I think when you look at what the rock and roll hall of fame has become, it's become pop. 
the popular yeah. music hall of fame. Yeah. Because yeah. I think well, Papa I heard somebody describe it as like rock and roll is a, uh, it's like a movement. It's like a feeling, it's you know, the devil's music. Yeah. Yeah. It's the devil's music. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And so in that case, in that way, some of these people qualify for the rock and roll hall of fame, yeah. you know, Judas priest, Judas Priest is a big deal, man. I'm really happy they got in. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Yeah, those guys are very deserving. Yes. They've done, they did a lot for rock and roll. I, I love Judas Priest, man. Beavis and Butthead approves. Beavis and Butthead do approve. Um, did you know the movie with Mark Wahlberg, uh, Rockstar, was yeah. supposed to be the Judas Priest story? Yeah, man. Of course. Okay. Yeah. And then it's a they great were- story. They wouldn't approve it, so it just become, you know, rock star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when it became uh, Steel Dragon or whatever he was playing. Yeah. Which yeah. It is a great movie. I need to go back and watch it. It's a great movie. I was just watching a highlight from it the other day when oh, he really? does the audition um, for the band. We All Die Young. He's singing this song called We All Die Young. It's so good, man. He hits that high part. Yeah, yeah. You think yeah, that's yeah. really him singing? No. Dude, but we know Mark Wahlberg can sing. Yeah, but that's not him singing. There's no way. Let's Google this. It that is a Googleable thing. Did yeah. Mark <laughs> Wahlberg sing? <laughs> in we Rockstar. love you, Night Shifters. Thank you for bearing with us through this. Look, we don't have a producer. We don't. Mark Wahlberg does not do the singing in the movie. Of course not. There's no way. I cannot pronounce this guy's name who does the singing. Okay. But it was not Marky Mark or the Funky Bunch. (laughs) Unfortunately, not the Just like his uh, member in uh, Boogie Nights, the singing (laughs) too is fake. That's right. I bet it was. No, it is like in Boogie Nights. It's fake. They made a prosthetic, and he has it on the shelf in his office. Oh no way! Yep. Oh, I think you told me about that before, though. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's so freaking hilarious. That is hilarious. Did you know? How about this? Tell me if this is funny. Did you know that me and Catherine, um, after we were married, you know, they introduced us as as Mr. and Mrs. Lasky. Yeah. And uh, we we left uh, the front there, the altar uh, at the church to Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Good vibrations. That's awesome. That was playing as we left the altar. Right. That's a pretty good one, man. I felt like that was a pretty good song choice. Yeah. Marky Mark does not disappoint. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. And that that man's got a. He's he's got a regimen uh, to stay in in the shape that he's in. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I can't wait till the commercial comes out for Mark Hard Jim. Mark's Hard Jim. I forgot. I, I was telling I was telling Catherine about that today. That's such a funny concept. <laughs> that's Did such you... a funny concept to have Mark Wahlberg up all like pictures of him all over your gym. <laughs> That's so funny. Did you listen to that podcast, by the way? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I listened to a lot of music again today. I didn't uh, I didn't get big on podcasts. 
Yeah, that's funny. Walking hard, Jim. I needed I needed a good music day. I needed a good break from podcasting. Yeah. Did you uh did you see the Blue Angels this weekend? Of course, man. They were flying all over this town. Did you get a chance to see them? They didn't make it over my way, which I was kind of disappointed. Usually, usually this is in the path, and we didn't see anything this time. Right, right. Well, you know, um, they. I feel like I saw them more on Friday, which was a practice day for them. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, listeners, there was a really cool air show, uh, the Great American Air Show, or the Great Georgia Air Show, I think it's called. Uh it may be the Great American Air Show. I no, guess. it's the Great Georgia Air Show. Is it? Okay. Uh, it, it, it's in Peachtree City every year. And Chuck and I work pretty close to there. And so uh, we get a chance to see and experience the Jets sometimes. And uh, it's pretty neat, man. Th- those Blue Angels, that's a really big deal to see them to see them go and, and do that type of performance. Yeah. That's a I, really big deal. I will say when they have somebody like the Blue Angels there – the rest of the show seems to suffer a little bit. Mm, you, you think know, there's just less participants? You just have less stuff there. Yeah, that's an interesting observation. I heard a lot of helicopters for some reason. I don't know what that was all about. If they if they had a lot of helicopters there or what? They did have several helicopter demonstrations on the schedule. Interesting. And, interesting. Uh, they actually showed up on radar. Oh, did they? Yeah, because I saw them on the app. Oh, that's you know. cool. That's cool. How about the AWACS plane, man? That was pretty cool. Mary Beth saw it, and uh, it was headed towards our direction when she saw it, but um, evidently it made a sharp turn and did not come over. Those planes get really high up there, man. They go to high altitudes to get the best uh, signal they can with that that satellite thing they carry around. <laughs> Yeah, but that was it's pretty cool when the Blue Angels come to your area. Yeah, it is. It I is. Mean, That's a big deal, man. I mean, I heard that this was their 55th uh, air show of the year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're putting in the work for sure. I know we got to see – we didn't see the Blue Angels one time down at, uh, at Orange Beach because, you know, they practiced down there. But we did see some other big aircraft take off from uh, – from that air from Pensacola's Air Force Base or Navy base and uh yeah it was pretty wild man i've gotten i've actually had an opportunity to see the thunderbirds as well the air force thunderbirds yeah. thunderbirds and they're really freaking cool too man like those are all just really neat aircraft so, I, I mean those fighter jets are so the way they handle and the way they maneuver them and the way they operate as a team is just so unbelievable yeah, to see them in formation as close as they are, it's like that's it's almost scary. Yeah, I mean the amount of precision and balls you've got to have. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, ain't this how Goose died? Jet wash? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's all we think of, right? Is like Top Gun, <laughs> what we see in movies. Like we don't know any better. We're just sitting there like, oh, my gosh, any of these. And they probably could. Like, we're sitting there like, these guys could die at any minute. And, like, that's probably legitimately true, though. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, a, what... a, a small false move could really screw those guys up. Yeah, you know, they um, they have um, 
yellow paint on their canopies from the wingtips hitting them. Like no. after a performance, yeah. So they will bump each other. Yeah. That's terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying, Chuck. How fast are they going? Um, well, are they, those F 18 Hornets? I believe they are. So I just pulled up this little stat <coughs> or it Super says, Hornets, maybe. I don't know. It says over the course of its history, 26 pilots and one crew member have died in crashes. Most For of the Blue were, Angels? Yeah. Most of them were the result of human error. When the blue tip, uh, the blue angels are wingtip to wingtip, and their signature diamond four formation, they are just eighteen inches apart, flying up to seven hundred miles an hour. Oh my gosh, that's so terrifying! Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. What are we waiting? Hang on. on, hang on, hang on. One second. Okay. 767 miles an hour is the speed of sound. Right. And they're traveling almost at the speed of sound, almost at Mach 1. Yeah. 18 inches apart? Mm-hmm. How tight are their buttholes? Oh, them guys, they're, they're relaxed when they're doing that. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Have you ever wondered about guys like that in those super tense situations how they manage to like still sound so calm like sully yeah how do they do that they're just like confident in what they do yeah but instead of the captain coming over the radio and being like oh my gosh we got double engine failure we're going down he's just like Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have run into a flock of birds, and we've got <laughs> two engine failures, and we only have two engines on the plane. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're just super calm. Like, how do they? How do these guys do that? You know, and like the Blue Angels, how do they keep it together? That's got to be so tense, and their performances are 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 aren't short by any means. No, they're not. That's just um, a lot of stress, man. I, I, and, and, and to know that 20, how many did you say? 26 pilots have died before you? Yes. Yeah. And, Ooh. you know, they're not, they, they'll tell you they are not performing stunts. All the things that they are performing are maneuvers that are useful in combat. That's so crazy. That's so crazy, man. It's super impressive. The amount of force that those things can generate um, and, and, and the amount of force, the amount of force that the human body can take when they're making some of those bank turns, put that in perspective, dude. Remember when they thought that we would die if we went 35 miles an hour when we were inventing the locomotive? Yeah. It's like people can't handle 60. Yeah. Like they really thought like the human body would just turn like into liquid or something if we went faster than 35 miles an hour and you know they talk about that like now like well if we go into warp speed the body couldn't handle it yeah 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 we don't really know that we don't know that yeah (laughs) we don't really know that though do i mean probably not (laughs) but there's no definite way to find out until we have warp speed (laughs) that's absolutely right that's absolutely dude Hey, you know what one thing the human body cannot withhold that I'm starting to learn? What's that? Politics. Look at all of our politicians when they get out of office. Uh, Presidents especially. 
Yeah, I mean, what's up with that, dude? It's got to be the stress level, right? That's I mean, what it has to be. Obama aged. That guy aged a ton. He wasn't he the youngest elected president at the uh, ever? I believe so. He was in. He went in in his forties. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He was. He, he was just barely younger than JFK, I believe. He come out looking like he was in his sixties. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's got to be a rough job, right? Yeah, I would be a rough job. We've got elections coming up. Speaking of, uh, we we do have elections coming up. Um, It's the midterm. We don't normally get into politics um, on this show because because we pretty much, I think we both agree that Democrats suck and the Republicans aren't any better. (laughs) Nope. You know what I mean? They yeah, I be- don't. Um, I don't feel represented by either party at this point. Um, you know, I don't think that either. I don't think that either party is thinking about me or my family when they're making the decisions they make. No, they're thinking about how much money they can they can put in their pocket. Okay, so okay. there you go. A perfect I mean, example that, that, of that is like, Dan What Crenshaw. more do we need to talk about than that? Like, no politician is really out there looking for us, you know, looking out for us. Yeah, And that's the thing, like, I, I still don't understand where how we solve anything in politics because the best leaders are um, the hesitant leaders, the people who don't necessarily want the job. Yeah, well, Neil Bortz used to say the people that are smart enough to go into politics are smart enough to stay out. Exactly. Exactly. Like the only people who are really good at leadership positions are the ones who are just kind of like almost forcefully promoted to those uh, uh, positions. I think that's why Churchill was such a good leader. Mm, Interesting. Interesting take. Um, Because I don't think he necessarily wanted to be leader, but it was more like his duty. Yeah, it was more like a duty. Right. Right. It was more like something he had to do. He was he was almost reluctant. Reluctant yeah. leaders, man. Reluctant leaders are where it's at. And I have yet to see one um, in American politics. <laughs> Not in my time. Not in my time. I mean, besides our girl Tulsi Gabbard, praise God, baby. Yeah, you got Tulsi. And I think, you know, our generation is more like a Tulsi. I think so. You know, I think so. Gun toting, believing in America, but also has a heart. Yeah, yeah. And she, you know what I really love about Tulsi is I can listen to her and I know she's not lying. Right. You know how um, you just know that someone's being truthful or conveying honesty or whatever, like, you, you listen to her and you're like, oh, wow, she's just telling me everything that she can. Like she's being as honest and as truthful and telling me everything she knows. I think it's because she don't talk down to you. Hmm. Interesting. She to you. She don't talk down to you. Interesting. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it might be. But uh, now that being said, though, I will probably be voting more Republican than Democrat and most of my life because I kind of like cheap gas. Yep. I like cheap gas too. 
and I like plentiful things on my shelf. Yeah, me too. Me too. I like uh, competition and capitalism. It's yep. like it's weird though. It's like why can't we have full shelves, cheap gas, and compassion? Because we've grown in too large a cities. Mm. People, we're our own problem, man. We're we're too big. Like, there's this weird thing, man, where if you get out in the more spread out areas, right, more rural areas generally vote Republican and more populated areas generally vote Democrat. And there's a reason for that. Ideals change when people group together in big groups, man. Ideals change and not necessarily always for the better. Sometimes it's it's with it. I think the heart behind a lot of the social issues we have, the heart behind the, behind the issues, like behind some of the solutions is great, mm-hmm. but we don't have good solutions for some of these social problems. Well, it's because they weaponize the social problems. That's true. That's true. That's, that's very true. That's really sad to think about too. It's really sad to think about. You know, I, not, they talk about how, well, the political parties have changed and da 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 and kind of flipped. No, man, the, the Democrat Party, going back even to the Civil War, has always been trying to get power. That's right. Period. Yeah. And the same can be said for the Republicans, though. Well, the Republicans, they, they act like they want to change and they act like they want power, but they really just want to be invited to the cocktail parties. <laughs> Republicans just want to feel important. Yeah, they just want to. Oh, if I vote against this, I won't get invited to this party this weekend. Oh my gosh, you think that's it, huh? It's just cronyism in the Republican Party. Yeah, it's just it like w- all these cronies, all these old boy, good old boy systems type stuff. Good old boy systems, I, and you know, oh. it's just what was that? Are they shooting? Is there a shooting in the culty sack? No, 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 no. That was me knocking something over. Don't worry about it. I was worried. (laughs) That's real life podcasting right there. Yeah. So, yeah, we are a cheap podcast. Yeah, Um, we are. But how about our local election there, uh, Chucker? How about our local Georgia election? uh, Raphael Warnock, Herschel Walker. Those are our two candidates. Two guys who have lied about beating their wives. <laughs> yeah. You if you just watch the ads yeah. that pop up on YouTube, you oh, don't want to vote for either one of them. Oh, they're rough, dude. They're rough. But th- I mean, really, we're talking about two lying wife beaters are running for Senate. At least You're that's kidding what me. Telling us. That's insanity. We all yeah. know. There's not one person on the face of this planet that would say, those are the two best we got. That's a great idea for those two guys to run for Senate for this area. Yeah. Have you ever, though, have it, well, go back to to Hillary Clinton and Trump. Elect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many, we got how many people in this country? 300 million? 300 something like million, yeah. And those two were the absolute best and brightest we could come up with to run the country. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not, they were not. And no one, I don't think anyone in their heart of hearts would say that that's the, either one of those people were the best option we could we could put in there. Nobody would. No. 
So what the heck are they doing there, man? That's where I, I don't understand um, how we've gotten so far gone and how we get back. And, and that's one of the reasons I think we don't bring up politics much on the show. Is I, I we don't have a whole lot of solutions to this. Because stuff. we've been voting for the lesser of two evils for so long. Yes. We've lost our compass. And that's insanity, man. We shouldn't be doing that. I said last election, I'm writing it off. I will no longer do that. I will no longer vote for the lesser of two evils. I refuse to compromise. I don't care about policy. I don't care about my vote not being counted. I don't care about any of it. Don't, you know, and I'm tired of people shaming me into voting. So are you not going to vote more? I don't think I'm going to vote. I don't think I'm going to vote. I don't know. I don't know. I go back and forth, right? But I, been, I refuse to vote for the lesser of two evils, Chuck. I I've don't been, want to be put in that position again. And the only option you have is to not vote at that point. Right. Because, I mean, you could vote for the libertarian. But, I mean, come on. I would if there is one running, but there's not for the U.S. Senate, right? No, there's not for the Senate, but there is for governor. Oh, really? I didn't know there was even a third-party option for governor. Yeah. See, that's terrible. <laughs> but that's my own fault because I didn't bother looking into it. Yeah, so they got these uh they got these bios on this website I'm on. They got Stacy Abrams. She was born in Wisconsin and raised in Mississippi, but moved to Georgia where she graduated valedictorian from her high school. Yeah. And uh, did you know she is a writer? No. What has she written? She she has written two nonfiction books and a political thrill thriller under the pseudonym Selena Montgomery. Stop it. That sounds more like a stripper name. Now yes. on the main stage, Selena Montgomery. Wait, 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 wait. She's got an alter ego, man. Yeah. Stacey Abrams has an alter ego. Yes. Montgomery. Mrs. Montgomery. She, that, she, yeah. Yeah, that's ugh. Ugh. politics, man. I don't I don't I don't know why we talked about it on this show today. We probably could have avoided it altogether. We, we could really have. It's been a good show, but at least we're making fun of them. At least we are. We're, we're poking fun at everybody like, here, folks. Brian Kemp worked on a farm outside of his hometown and uh, Stacey Abrams ate all the food he produced. <laughs> Dude, you almost made coffee come out my nose. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's burning so bad. Like, it almost came out. You know, it went like halfway. So, oh, man. You uh, want to know an interesting tidbit about your buddy, Ralph, Raphael Warnock? Yes, please. Did you know, you know, he is a pastor, and I say that in quotes. Yeah, he's reverend, just like me. Uh, yeah, just like you. Um, but do you know what church he preaches at? No. He is the senior pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church, which was... Martin Luther King's church. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I believe Martin Luther King would be rolling over in his grave. Yep, I don't I don't know that he would uh be real happy about the current state of affairs. And we got to vote for a lieutenant governor, and we've got three choices on that. And then we got Secretary of State. Two choices on that. Oh, three choices on that. Oh, whoa, watch out now. Uh, yeah, this uh, this guy was uh, the libertarian, was the son of a U.S. Air Force pilot. Ooh, okay. And he moved around frequently. 
Interesting. Yeah. So, See, so I, I maybe I'll look into it tonight. Thank you for encouraging me to do some research into the. I mean, give I've it just one more. So chance. wound up about it. Give it one more chance. Yeah. Yeah i I don't I don't know what to do about the two party system, and I don't know what to do about money and politics. Yeah. Now, I don't. You know, it's like we're set up on this two party system. Yeah. And. I would like to see a third party, but I don't think it would work because usually the third party is easily bought out by the the socialist side of the country. It can be. It can be. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. It's a sad state of affairs in politics in America. Yes. But I think... I think we could both agree on that. I will also say that most Americans have so much in common. We all want our loved ones to be healthy, our kids to be healthy, good education, good health care. We all want those things for everybody. Like, don't we all want those things for our loved ones and friends? Like, okay, then that means everybody. Yeah. You know, the second we can start seeing each other, like the second you start seeing yourself in somebody else, you know what I mean? When you can identify with those people. And I think that's what you lose when we all get grouped together in these mass cities. Yeah. Cause it's being just able some, to identify with people. It's just some jerk in front of you and holding you up in traffic. Exactly. Exactly. We're not able to identify that person. They're no, it's no longer personal. Same thing with uh, social media, right? It's no longer a personal dialogue. It's just some, some avatar on a screen. Yeah. You know, and it's a lot easier to just say whatever you want or or feel however you want towards that person when you don't know them like that. There is a down ballot measure. What is that? Um, there's a couple of them. One of them is actually a Georgia constitutional amendment to provide suspension and compensation of certain state officers and members of the General Assembly. So what does that mean? Let's click on what that does. Have no idea. This measure will amend the state constitution to stop the compensation for Georgia executive office holders and state legislative members if they are suspended from office for being uh, indicted for a felony. Hmm. So... Basically, if you get in trouble while you're holding an office position, you're not going to get paid. Interesting. Under current law, a Georgia official can continue receiving payments until they are found guilty. Interesting. Hey, we should do a poli- we should we should really do a political show if we're still doing a podcast on the next election, which I hope we are. Yeah. We should do a podcast uh, where we just lay out the facts like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talk about everything that's going to be on the ballot and whatnot, uh, and 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 try to give our listeners maybe a, a clear cut <laughs> idea of what's out there, rather than just what they've heard. Like, hey, let's uh, give you an official recap of what's going to be on the ballot, rather than what social media has been telling you. It could be a bot. It could be. It could be. It, did you know people sh- share things? They they don't read what they mm-hmm. share like seventy something percent of the time. And did you know a lot of times now it it'll pop up 
do you still want to share this article even though you haven't clicked on it to read it? No way. It gives you like, it like prompts you. Yeah, it prompts you that you, you want to read this before you share it. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Look at the Zuck. Look at the Zuck go, man. But, um, yeah. How about, how about Elon bringing in the, the, the kitchen sink? That was so funny. <laughs> he bought Twitter, man. He did it. You know what uh, Tennessee's trying to figure out? What's that? What this next means about. <laughs> they want to know who let the dogs out. Oh, Lord. Send it to me. You got any means? It'd be a whole lot cooler if you did. It's the meme of the week. All right. Pulling it up now. And it's Coach Kirby. He's saying, it was me. I let dogs out. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. What a game from the dogs, dude. Congratulations, number one Bulldogs. That's awesome. Number one in the land. That's right. That's right. Congratulations. I think they ride this off and uh, and into the uh, playoffs, dude. I think they ride number one all the way into the playoffs. I think we're going to win the SEC this year, too. I think so. They they ought to be playing LSU, correct? Correct. That ought to be an interesting game. So, uh, they're heavily favored in their, their last three games. I'm sure. Um, and then, of course, they go play the, the SEC championship, which we hadn't won. When's the last time we won that? It's been a minute, hasn't it? I don't know that Kirby has won an SEC championship, has he? I don't. I don't think he has. I'm trying to remember now, and I'm sure some of our listeners are probably like screaming at their phones right now. But I'm, if I remember correctly, he hasn't won an SEC championship. No way. They won one against Auburn to get into the playoffs one year, I believe. You remember there was an Iron Bowl where Auburn wound up beating Alabama. And so that put Auburn in to the SEC championship and Georgia beat Auburn to get into the playoffs and Alabama, since they didn't have to play in the SEC championship was able to go into the playoffs at number four. Yeah. That happened. And it may have been the year we went to the championship. Yeah. It was that, I believe it was that first year that we went to the national championship, yeah, which was 17, right? Yep. 2017. I just yeah. had it pulled up there, man. So we're happy to be a dogs fan. It's a uh, it's a good time in in Georgia football right now. That's right, go dogs! Hey, are we not going to talk about the Falcons? Well, come on, man they're they're tied kind of for first place. Yeah. <laughs> they lost this week. It, it and and how did they lose? In true Falcons form, they choked in the fourth quarter Dude. again. I watched soft that defense play. again. I watched that play. How I don't understand how dude just drops the ball. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Very. Unbelievable. Unbelievable game, dude. Unbelievable game. I, I couldn't believe it. In true Falcons form, though. Total true Falcons form. Yeah. Yeah, he just dropped the ball. It didn't even get knocked out there on that. No, that he's just That's running. What you're talking he's, about, right? That fumble and then yeah. the fumble. He's free. He's out in the middle of 
the field kind of by himself. <laughs> He's just a big old defensive lineman who had no business picking I got up that the football. Ball, coach. I got it, coach. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, coach. All right. Y'all remember to go vote early, vote early and vote often tomorrow. (laughs) That's right. Thank you guys. We appreciate you listening.